Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hey everyone, it's uh, Pastor Helmer here at Blessings Christian Church. Um, I just want to take a few moments to encourage you uh, from God's Word. And especially given the situation going on right now, um, the COVID virus and the way that it's impacted just so many lives, this has been a really tough time. I know that this past week, uh, some of you have reached out to me and you've shared um, just the fact that you've been laid off from your work. And I know the, the challenges that presents. I know that some of you have been talking about the isolation that you feel, just not being able to spend time with your family and your friends and just the strain that that places on you. But I've also been thinking about the, the young people and the youth uh, not being able to go to school, not being able to see your friends regularly. We know that that's not easy. Some of you, especially in your graduating year, you've been thinking about uh, kind of the finish to your schooling and what that's going to look like and some of the things you had planned. And it feels like some of that's being taken away and you're struggling with that. And the truth is that you have things like FaceTime and we have things like WhatsApp and Google and Zoom and these other online platforms, but it's not the same as meeting face to face. And that's true for church as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're, we're really, really grateful for the opportunity to be able to record uh, services for, for the resources and the people that make that possible. We're tremendously grateful. But it's not the same as meeting in person. And, and I say that personally as well. You know, just preaching to a church full of empty pews, uh, let me tell you, I miss your beautiful faces. Uh, and I look forward to being able to worship uh, together again soon. There's just something awesome about worship. I was thinking, uh, when we finally get to worship together again, they're going to have to bolt down the roof of the church because we are going to worship God, and it is going to be great. It's going to be amazing. There's something special about church, isn't there? And there's something special about a church family and and the relationship that we have and, and the way that we enjoy being together. And it's really tough during the season where we're forced to be apart. And as I thought about this, I thought of, Paul's letter to the Philippians. We had the opportunity to study that last year. And I was thinking about Paul and this church in Philippi, a church that was just so near and dear to his heart, a church that he absolutely loved. But as he writes this letter, um, if you know the letter, he's he's in prison and he's locked up and he's not able to be with this church family. But even though he's not able to be with them, it's really, really clear that they are on his heart. And so I wanted to just read from chapter 1, the verses 3 through 5, and just reflect on that for a little while. There we read, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And those are some amazing words, and they make me think about the fact that even though you know, we're not able to be together. And even though we're not able to worship together, there are a lot of things that we can't do. These words remind us that there are a number of things that we can do. Um, the first thing that we can do is, 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 is we can be thankful. And that might seem hard, but, you know, we really need to be thankful for the gift that God has given us in Jesus Christ and the gift that God has given us also in the church of Jesus Christ. You know, Paul in his opening words, he thinks of the church and he says, I thank my God Every time I remember you. We say this often, but church is not just a place that you go to. It is a family that you're a part of. 
Uh, biblically speaking, that's what the church of Jesus Christ is. It's, it's, it's a family. It's, it's a body. It's something that you're a part of. And sometimes we take that for granted. You know, I think I'm guilty of that myself. And, and now just not being able to be together, you realize how special it is. And I think that's something of what's happening with Paul. As Paul writes this letter, you know, he, he's not able to be with this church in Philippi. He's locked up. He's not able to spend time with them and, and to pray with them. And he realizes just how special the relationship was that they had. If you read on a little bit in verse 7, uh, Paul talks about how he has the Philippian church in his heart. He says, I have you in my heart. And then, and then in verse 8, he talks about how God can testify that he longs for all of them with the affection of Jesus Christ. This is a church that he's incredibly thankful for. And he talks about them not just as a family, but he talks about them as partners in the gospel. And that word partnership is, is a word that's also translated as fellowship. If you, if you do a Bible word study on that word, it's, it's a sense of a, like a really close communion. It's, it's about a group that, that's really bonded together. We might say that it's a group that's invested together. Uh, it's a group that has made sacrifices towards a common cause, that has given things up for the cause of Jesus Christ. That's what the church does. They, they, they make sacrifices together for each other, with each other, for others, to advance the cause of Christ for his glory. And Paul, when he thinks of the Philippian church, that's, that's what comes to mind. Paul thinks of you know, how when he went to Philippi, uh, the people there took him in. They gave him a home. When he left to continue his ministry, they sent him finances. They sent him gifts so that he could share with other churches, so that he could share with others who were in need. And even now as he's in Philippi, as he's in prison, the Philippian church has sent a man named Epaphroditus to them. And, and, and they sent him with a gift to help and, and to support and to encourage and to bless Paul. And as he thinks about the church in Philippi, you can just sense that his heart is overflowing with thankfulness. And as a pastor, these words have really spoken to me, especially over these past few weeks, because you know, I, I, my, my heart is, is full of thanks. Um, it's full of thanks for the sacrificial character that we've seen among so many people in the Church of Christ lately. Um, people who are going out and, you know, giving of their time and picking up things for others who can't go out. And uh, people who are, who are spending time together, small groups who are gathering online, opening the Word, praying with each other, praying for each other. I, I, I'm so thankful for those who are, who are donating to help those who are in financial need. I was thinking this past week on Monday, we had a meeting and the deacons in our church shared that even though we haven't been able to be together in person as a church, um, that our giving has actually increased. And, and we, just, we just praise God for that. And we thank you for just blessing others. And, and if I can, I just want to encourage you to continue in that spirit of generosity because particularly with all the layoffs, this is such a time of need for various individuals and families in our church. I just want you to be aware that these gifts that you give to the deaconry, they don't go to our church budget or our, our operating costs or our capital expenses. These, these are things that the deacons really use to bless and to serve families who are in need. And so just so thankful for blessing us in that way and just want to encourage you to continue in that spirit. So as a church, we can't necessarily be together, but we can be thankful and we could show that in the way we live. I think the second thing that we can do is we can be prayerful. Prayer is all over this passage. You know, verse 3, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. Paul's life is consumed with prayer, prayer for, for the church. 
In verse 9, he continues on, he says, This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I, I, I think there's such a character here of Paul saying, I may not be able to be with you, but I'm praying. I'm praying that in our time apart, that you may be blessed, that you may grow, that your love would abound, that you'd be filled with the fruit of righteousness, that our lives would just be a reflection of the grace of Jesus Christ to the glory of God. And certainly that's our prayer for, for, for each other during this time. And I, again, I just if I can encourage you, on Sunday nights right now at 8 p.m., we're having uh, prayer meetings, you know, online, virtual prayer meetings. And if you have any questions about that, just email info at blessingshamilton.ca and we'd love to get you connected. But just encourage you to take, a, take some time just to make that a priority in your week so that we can come. And, and even though, you know, just not in person, you know, not maybe as sweet or rich as, as we're used to with our in-person, you know, face-to-face prayer time. Uh, but this is a beautiful gift of technology that we can still be together to hear each other's voice and to bring the needs of things before God. One of the things that you realize is during these times of adversity, God kind of strips us of our, of our need for control and God strips us of our desire to be in charge. And he's teaching us to take our concerns, to, to take our worries and to, to bring those and to lay those before him in prayer, trusting and knowing that he's going to do what is best. So we can be thankful, we can be prayerful, and finally, uh, we can be confident. Even though we can't be together in worship, uh, we shouldn't panic about the church shouldn't panic about the church of Jesus Christ. And that's because the church of Jesus Christ doesn't ultimately depend on us. I love what Paul says here in verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Um, You know, good news, church family, is that God doesn't take time off. You know, God is on the throne. He is sovereign. He is watching. And he is going to use even this adversity and, and this time of anxiety, God is going to use that for his glory and for the advance of the church of Jesus Christ. Right now, as we speak, as we gather, as we, as we spend time in worship, right now God is drawing people to an awareness of their need for Jesus Christ. And God, by his spirit, through his word, through the lives of the individuals, the members of the church of Jesus Christ, God is, is bringing forward their, their need for a savior and God is drawing them to himself for his glory. And so we can rest in that. You know, we would love to be together as the church, but ultimately the church is going to be fine because we've got a God who is good and a God who is gracious and a Savior who has completed and finished the work required for our salvation. And we've got a Spirit who works that truth so deeply in our hearts that we can rest secure in him. And so during this time, I just really want to encourage you, but let's be thankful, let's be prayerful, and let's be confident.